0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Visalia Unified's Equity and Student Services Department. On this podcast, we will be talking with educators, support providers, and administrators on how they incorporate equity and SEL into today's educational system. Good morning, Dr. Arias. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: Great. All right. So let's get this started. And if you'll just tell our listeners, you know, where are you from? What's your position? And how long have you been in education?
1: Yeah. So I'm originally from Dinuba. And uh, this is my 12th year in Visalia Unified School District. Um, my background is in teaching. Uh, my credentials, I actually have a credential in special education and general education. But most of my experience has been um, teaching kids with uh, disabilities. And so that's a lot of my background has been working in elementary special education classrooms. And I was also a teacher on special assignment and um, behavior analyst. Um, And so now I work as a coordinator in our equity and student services department. And this is my fourth year in this position. So, yeah, quite a little, you know, interesting journey uh, I've had, but it's been it's been great.
0: So you sounds like you got a lot of experience in different areas then.
1: Uh, yes, I, I think uh, I think so I would um, say primarily in, in elementary, but um, working at the district office, you know we have the opportunity to um, learn from and work with a lot of amazing educators and administrators in you know middle school and high school as well. So I've learned a lot from from them as well. So yeah, it's been great.
0: Great. I'm looking to dig into this because you know I work with you and but I get to ask you some questions now that actually will be interesting for me to hear. So the first one yeah. is that I have for you is, is how has equity and SEL impacted you maybe on a daily or a weekly, as far as your routine goes?
1: Yeah. So it's been a journey for me personally, because we started, um, this work around SEL about three years ago. Um, and again, I was primarily working as a behavior analyst. So it was. Doing a lot of data collection and working with students with some like intensive tier three needs around our district, and so um, I've always had a passion around social emotional learning and social skills because I taught it a lot in my classroom. Um, but to kind of look at it from like a bird's eye view and see like what does social emotional learning mean to students, you know, with all abilities and in all grade levels, and so when we started looking into that in our department, um, we started with you know what what kinds of curriculum should we use and how do we pilot curriculum in classrooms and so um, from three years ago we've learned a lot we've um, been able to collaborate with a lot of different districts throughout California and learned a lot from districts who've been doing this work um, for 10 plus years and we've learned that we we start with adults and it's really an inside out approach and so we kind of moved beyond just um, curriculum and classrooms being taught from, you know, once a week for, for 30 minutes, you got to do these lessons. It's um, really understanding that social-emotional learning is an inside-out approach that starts with the adults in the organization, um, starts with understanding what the definition is, the framework. Um, as a district, you know, there's so much um, that, that we're responsible for. Um, and so social-emotional learning, I know, is just um, a sliver of a lot of the work, but it should be it should be the foundation, right? Connecting with others, understanding your own emotions, um, valuing the perspectives of, of other people. Um, and so at the heart of SEL um, is equity, right? When, um, and, that, and that's something that um, even our department is continuing to learn. Um, matter of fact, today, uh, the framework that we use for social emotional learning came out with new definitions um, that have equity elaborations, that definition that we, we've used for the past few years um, was developed um, about 20 years ago. And so to see that education has come along as well to incorporate equity into social emotional learning definitions and the five competencies. Um, and as a district, we're um, learning from that research and, and doing our best to make sure that we don't see equity and SEL as something separate. Um, so to get, to answer your question, in my day-to-day interactions, um, I try to model that, right? When, when my emotions are running high, how am I identifying, right? Well, I like to use the, the term um, tame it or name it, but tame it. Like if I identify my emotions and I can name them, then I'm working on how do I, <clears throat> um, you know, manage those emotions in a healthy way? And how do I um, see the challenges that I'm facing and and understand that I need others and their points of view and perspectives. Even if we differ on opinion, how am I respecting others that I work with, um, valuing them. I'm also thinking about, um, you know, those that maybe aren't um, confident to speak up and maybe at times I'm not confident to speak up. And so uh, another part of equity in SCL is agency voice, a lot of, you know, um, cool, really strong words that um, I think sometimes we just skim the surface of SEL and think it's, you know, just kumbaya, but at the heart of it, it is, um, it's powerful. Right, right.
0: Oh, I like that. Thank you for sharing. I that, uh, You kind of touched in what we were going to next. Um, basically, is there anything you would like people to know about your department? I know that's kind of a, it's a broad topic, but I know I know a lot of people are, out there aren't quite sure, you know, what is the equity and student services department? What would you like people to know about your department?
1: Yeah. So, um, so our department um, works on prevention and intervention, right? So sometimes we see student services as, as safety and compliance, um, which is definitely a huge component of our department. But we also understand that um, there's a, a great need to work on the Prevention, And in order to minimize the um, recidivism or the patterns or the constant need to respond to challenges um, with students' needs, we need to make sure that at the foundation of what we do is prevention, tier one across our district for all students, what are we providing? When we know that students need additional support in academic behavior, social-emotional needs, how are students identified Um preventatively before they slip through the cracks so we can get them the right resources and supports. Um, And how are we monitoring those interventions, making sure that, um, you know, all team members are coming to the table to calibrate on what they're doing and make sure they're collecting information involving families, involving students in the intervention process. Um, That really has to do a lot with restorative practices because we want to make sure that kids don't see they need extra support. As adults, we're not doing things to them. We're doing things alongside them and with them. There's a lot of um, agency and um, autonomy that students have in creating their own goals when they need additional support. And so to answer your question, our, our department um, does a lot of work with prevention and intervention, but also making sure that there's um, you know, safety and protocols and procedures being followed right. when students need that level of response. Um, another thing that um, I would say is, is we are very passionate. Everyone in our department is extremely passionate about uh, making our work better. And so um, every day we're like, we can, we can be better. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, so our department is very much um, constantly on the um, cutting edge of how to make things better. How do we um, involve students, families, and staff in getting input about what we're doing um, so that they can reap the benefits of the resources, the training and the support that we provide. Um, right. So that's that's a little bit about uh, about us. Um, and one other thing I, I want to mention, too, is that um, we don't want to see our the things that we do in our department is separate. You know, equity and student services says says a lot because we want equity to be that umbrella under right. it. Under that, we see, you know, at tier one, what do we provide for all students? Social, emotional, trauma, restorative, at tier two, similar um, for smaller groups of students, social, emotional, right. restorative, all of that. So it's kind of the umbrella that we work under, um, but it's it's a coordinated effort.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I. It sounds to me like that's what it sounds. It is. It's a collective, supportive, um, many players involved, and always trying to improve.
1: Yep. So,
0: very good. So, yeah. what advice with regards to equity and SEO? What advice would you give somebody in education? And that doesn't necessarily mean a teacher. It could be administration. It could be a librarian. It could be anybody in education. What would you? What advice would you give them?
1: Yeah. So, I would say that uh, for for many of us in education, I'm gonna I'm gonna loop myself in in this as well. Um. We want to know how to do it, right? We want a procedure. We want a script. We want to know a lockstep process um, for implementing something. We got into education because we want to, you know, implement something, see the results, teach kids, you know, which is amazing. Um, And so when we talk about SEL and equity work, um, there's lesson plans out there. There's books that we can read, things that we can do with kids, um, which is amazing. And we still need to move that work along. But until our district sees us as, you know, something that we need to start with adults, which we're very much um, doing now, and it's exciting to be a part of, we have a district um, equity team as well. So uh, it's an inside-out approach. I would, I would, my advice would be that you can have the tools and you can have the handbook and the curriculum. You can have amazing books. But if you don't understand this work, how it impacts you? How are you looking within yourselves? How are you understanding your own? ethnic and racial identity? How are you understanding your own um, privilege, your own um, bias that you may have, blind spots that you may have? How are you understanding your own emotions, how you manage that, how you you are taking the perspective of other people? Um, And that's uh, very challenging um, as adults to think that we want these skills to be taught and seen um, with students. And we want to see student outcomes with social emotional and our, our, and our equity work um, but more importantly how are we doing it ourselves to be the best models for kids um, if we are not we're in front of kids all the time and we are the best curriculum we can give them is how we act how we interact with each other and um, how we're managing our emotions under stress or when we're upset how we're respecting the um, values and opinions of other people even when we disagree so Um, starting with adults inside out approach would be uh, something that is challenging something you have to work on every day Um, but uh, in education I feel like um, that's what we need as adults and what kids need as models
0: oh that's that's fantastic thank you so much for sharing that that is that's good advice that's sound advice thank you for that so before we shift gears and get into some final thoughts is there anything else you would like to share with us
1: <clears throat> yeah I think um you know right now it's it's challenging time um, we were th- thrown into this you know situation of a pandemic and now trying to understand what school's going to look like and education is going to look like as we think through walking you know welcoming students back on campus and um i I've said this in a couple meetings before like there's there's no experts, right we can't lean on experts we have to lean on each other and um, pull our brains together, come together as a, as a team and uh, not be afraid to ask for help, ask for support. Um, because before it was easy to say, like, I got this, I know what to do. Um, and there's no game plan for what to do. The, the best thing we can do is humbly come together share our ideas, work together as a team, um, collaborate, and, um, you know, be the best we can for our colleagues, for our families at home, um, and for our students.
0: Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, I, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, it's like, all right. It's too bad this, this interview is only thirty minutes. I think we could get into this for a lot longer.
1: I know it's fun. You have to uh, you have to invite me back someday.
0: We'll have to have you back. We'll have to you know we do these follow ups as you know maybe as students come back into classrooms you know we, the idea to revisit the same people and say hey how do you feel about now has have things changed so that that may be something that happens down the road. But with that said, um, some final thoughts here. What what are you currently reading? What book or article are you currently reading?
1: Yeah. So um, I'm actually uh, reading a book called Courageous Conversations um, by Glenn Singleton. It's a book that our um, district equity team is actually reading. So um, I'm not too, too um, far along into it because we, we've just started it. But uh, so that's one book that I'm excited to read about is having courageous conversations and, you know, talking about some of these issues are extremely challenging and you know, like you've said, Scott. Sometimes the sweaty palm conversations. I, <laughs> love, I love when you when you said that. It, um, you know, it's uncomfortable. Um, but yeah. I guess that's the title of the book, right? Courageous conversations. And so, uh, so I'm I'm enjoying um, that book, and being able to read it um, with other individuals within our district is extremely powerful to be able to have conversation and dialogue around not just the concepts in the book, but what does it mean to us as individuals working in our district? Um, and then the other, um, I'm, I'm always reading different articles and things just to try to stay up to date. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that CASEL, um, which is the collaborative for academic social emotional, it's one of the national organizations that spearheads a lot of the research and policy work related to SEL and uh, they just came out with um, new definitions that include equity into each of the five competencies. Um, so um, that, that's exciting for me. I, I, I um, am extremely passionate about social, emotional learning, not just being, um, you know, skimming the top of equity, but, but really getting down to the root of some of these issues, um, yeah. especially in the diverse community that um, we live in and, and for the, diverse students that we support and the families um in this community as well so that um those equity elaborations um in that article uh is something that yeah i'm currently reading i just picked it up yesterday and it's it's about 50 pages so uh it'll take me a little while i'm a slow reader um
0: that's okay you know what i'll link those in the show notes so that others can can look into that if they want to
1: so thank you for that
0: uh what's your favorite quote
1: Oh, man, I know this one. So I, I, it's my office is is not uh, um, very fancy, but I have this little um, sign. It's not um, complex at all. It says work hard and be humble. And uh, I could have got this amazing quote by, you know, all these (laughs) amazing leaders that I look up to but it, it honestly is the one that, um, that I remember. And it's the one that I'm just like, you know what, work hard, be humble, let your work speak for itself. Um, and, uh, that's just, I, I think people that work with me know that I'm, I'm not the loudest person in the room. I try to be humble about, um, what I do, but, um, I also know that, um, you have to stand up for what you believe in too. So being humble doesn't mean that you're less of an advocate um, it just means that uh, you you let your work speak for itself. Um, but I'm learning as a leader that uh, there are times where I need to stand up <laughs> a little bit and speak speak out a little bit more in a respectful way. But
0: but you can still be humble at the same time, and I've seen you do it. So that's yeah, I would agree. You do live by that that quote. And our last one there for you is now that we're in this distance learning and everything's technology. What is your go to tool to help you with your with your job?
1: Oh, the technology question. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to be. I'm going to be completely honest, um, people in my department, um, primarily, um, Ben Dillon and Brandon Gritter, um, laugh because I am not really good at technology at all. I'm, I'm a struggle and ask a lot of questions. Um, but, and it's been something that I kind of, um, beat myself up over, you know, and I would feel kind of down because you, you don't want to feel that way, right? You want to feel proficient and you want to make sure that you're getting it. And, and it's been a learning experience for me and they've been great and patient with me um, that uh, it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to, to be the person that needs to be walked through something several times when your zoom link doesn't work or, you know, whatever challenges um, come up. So for me, I'm just trying to navigate. I'm trying to understand this whole distance learning technology um, world. So I don't, I don't say I have like a, a go-to and I'm understood. I'm 35 years old, but it's taken me a long time to realize (laughs) I I still need my notebook and that's okay. Um, I need my notebook because for me, I process when I write and sometimes I have to write something a few times um, and I don't see it as a weakness anymore. I see it as a tool and a strategy um, for me to be effective in my job. And so um, I'm still old school in the notebook, but I'm embracing it and not hiding um, from the notebook
0: do you find that uh, if you're like me, I'm in that same category? But do you find that you can find stuff in your notebook uh, quicker than you can find stuff locked up in the file somewhere on a computer?
1: Yeah, for yeah, for yeah. sure. And if I color code certain things with color pens, or yeah. I still tab things, and it's just a, a, a way for me to kind of organize my thoughts and process. Because I'm a process, you know, right. take a while to process. So yeah, I, I do. I find things a little faster, <laughs> but I'm still continuing my journey and being proficient at technology.
0: Yeah, I think that's always something that's going to be around. But um, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day. I know you're a busy person and sharing your thoughts and experiences with us. We, we appreciate that.
1: No, I'm, I'm so excited to um, be invited to be on the podcast. And, and it's, it's awesome. I think it's so great to hear from different individuals, amazing people in our district. And I've learned so much from, um, from just listening to, to a lot of people on here. So thanks again for the opportunity. And uh, those of you who are listening, if you want to be on a podcast, uh, let Scott know. We want to hear from
0: them. yeah absolutely and the last thing is if somebody wants to uh, get a hold of you what's the best way for them to contact you
1: yeah email is probably the best way so I just uh, went through a last name change a couple of months ago so s sAR IAS1 at b USd.org
0: very good and I'll also put that in the show notes for those that want to maybe reach out and again thank you for taking the time and spending your morning with us.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Have the rest of your day.
0: All right. You too. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We'd like to thank our guests for their time and input. If you would like more information about equity and SEL, please visit our website at sites.google.com backslash VUSD.US backslash equity and student services department backslash home. Equity and Student Services Department is all one word, and thank you again for joining us. May the rest of your week have many wins. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and take care of each other.